media at SAFM. It's six minutes after ten. You are listening to media at SAFM with me, Robana Bird. Thank you very much to Lulu Gabu for the news. We continue our conversation talking about the ad of the week, which is a Cadbury chocolate advert. And uh, in studio with me is Mr. Spusiso Sitole, the creative director at Agovi and Mesa. And they were tasked to uh, do this advert. And we also have Ms. Meredith Kelly, who is chocolate category leader for Mondelez SA. Mondelez SA really is the custodian of very iconic brands, aren't you, Meredith? I mean, brands like uh, uh, Chappies, uh, the, the the chewing gum, and the chocolate. Uh, you, you know, so yeah, so Cadbury chocolate rather. So how do you and you you present in so many countries in Africa? That's correct. It's a really um, fantastic portfolio of brands to for, as a business to look after. So brands even like Oreo biscuits. Um, Hall Sweets, Chappies, Demerol, you know, you, you, you name them. And, and as you say, we are present in so many countries in Africa and so many people, there's a lot of heritage, so many people grew up with these fantastic brands. Absolutely. And um, so it's, it's, it's quite an honor to work and obviously quite a responsibility um, to work for, on brands like these. So it, it's really important how you reflect those brands and that is where uh, Ogilvy and Mesa would come through. But how do you grow, continue growing the market in the countries where you're present? Uh, the, the important thing, obviously, is, is relevance for that market. So uh, continually evaluating what is it that consumers are, are looking for, mm. what is it that consumers, consumers need in their lives. Um, we've, we've got access to some, some really fantastic resources around the world, which comes up with new innovations, uh, new products, um, and obviously... Um, Again, make, just making sure that that is what your consumer is looking for. Mm. And what makes this particular advert uh, ad of the week? What makes it su- successful, Mr. Sitoli? I think the charm of the ad. Um, um, we've used the, quite a well-known song, um, and the, you know, for me, the song actually adds a lot of magic to it, as well as it's different. You know, um, the the way we executed the ad is a l- most of it is done in CG, and I think we've sort of sort of introduced a visual concept um, onto TV that actually hasn't been done to this level at least mm. um, before. So so it's unique and it's also ch- very charming. And what's the symbolism of having the three fetuses? Well, this, the symbolism is the joy. Really, it, it's about the irre- irrepressible joy that's, that's inside this woman. So she's eating this chocolate and her body responds and, and that's, that's where the fetuses come in. And but why sim- three and as opposed to two or one? Well... It just makes it bigger, right? It just makes the joy more. So having having a single one, yes, there's joy there, but imagine twice, imagine three times, and I think that's what makes it special. And it's also the surprise of it, you know. I think if we had a lone fetus, um, how do we how do we push it? How do we take it to the next level? How do we represent that irrepressible joy? Um, and that that's where we added the brother and the sister. Mm. And, yeah. and what about their interpretation? Meredith got your nod. Um, you know, obviously, when you evaluate creative ideas, you've you, you've got a tick list against a brief um, in terms of, of what what you think you know which, which best answers the brief. But in this particular case, part of it was how do we feel when we see that see the idea? The idea of joy is something it's something that you feel rather than you think about. Um, and this particular advert, um, I think once you see it, you can't help but smile, and you you know you get a warm feeling inside. So that's certainly sealed this one in terms of being a winning idea for us.
And who named it Ad of the Week? How was that determined? Um, I'm actually not sure how that... How that Meredith? Sorry, what was the question? Do, do you know how it became Ad of the Week? And, and according to who is it Ad of the Week? Well, Ad of the Week, hopefully it's Ad of the Week to those who watch the advert. Um, we've had some really phenomenal responses to this advert on Facebook. And we just see the way consumers are reacting. So I would like it to be out of the week to um, to those who I hope go out and, and purchase Cadbury Dairy Milk and, and enjoy the brand, because um, that's really who it should be speaking to. All right. I've just been told by the producer of this program that they select the ad of the week. So it's, uh, wow. it's according to SAFM that uh, it, it, it was selected. Thank you to you both for coming in and all the best. Congratulations with your work, Mr. Sitole. And all the best with growing uh, the, your very iconic brands even further, Meredith. Thank you so much, Rowena. Thank Thanks you. for coming through, talking to us about the ad of the week. It's 10 minutes after 10. The ad of the week happens to be the Cadbury chocolate advert, which I'm sure you've seen on television. First, it was the first democratic elections in 1994. The President of the Republic of South Africa, Mr. Nelson Kholishasa Mandela. The time for the healing of the wounds has come. The 2010 FIFA World Cup. We are proud. We are proud of Africa. The 2010 FIFA World Cup will be organized in South Africa. Then, a South African winning an Oscar. And the Oscar goes to... Charlize Theron. I'm going to thank everybody in South Africa, my home country... Our democracy did not come cheap. SFM celebrates 20 years of inspiration. Let us all reflect on how our freedom was achieved. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. There's the big picture and the small picture and everything that's green in between. On the Enviro Show. Thursday nights on SAFM between 9 and 10. Media at SAFM. 12 minutes after 10. This is Media at SAFM, and we're now joined by Ms. Madeline Rocher, Managing Director of PR Works, and she's going to tell us more about the work that they do and the impact of their work in this industry. Ms. Rocher, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Hi, good morning, Marina. It's Madeline. Madeline, thank you for yes. coming through. Now, I'd like you to describe the advertising and marketing space when first you, you entered the space. I think it was back in 2001. And also tell us what significant changes have you observed over the years? What have you seen happening in this industry in the time that you've been active in this industry? Okay, fantastic. Uh, yeah, Rina, like you said, I started PR Works in 2001. Prior to that, I was in charge of South African Airways' worldwide corporate communications. Uh, I was there for a period of about seven years. I was also the company's spokesperson. I eventually decided that enough was enough, and I needed to start up my own business. At one stage, I was away about three weeks out of a month. I had little ones and decided to take the big leap, and I started up PR Works. I was really quite fortunate that... um, 
uh, the media helped me to launch my business because they had a lot to say about me leaving SAA. And mm. um, I literally, within two days of leaving, received my own uh, uh, phone call from British Airways to say, we believe you're in the market. Would you like your first client? And I said, absolutely. So that was almost 13 years ago. The 13th of October will be exactly uh, 13 years ago. Um, and during that time, the business has grown immensely. Um, we offer um, publicity services. We offer internal communications, external communications, uh, stakeholder relations, and crisis communications, which really forms a big part of the business. And then um, we also have a corporate social investment division called Desk Bags, where we create um, school bags out of recycled vinyl billboard materials. And we donate those to schools free of charge because there are 3.1 million children in South Africa who don't have access to school desks. So the changes that I've seen over the years is very much moving away from traditional PR into a more modern, new age um, space. You know, where a lot is electronic. People are moving away from um, traditional. Well, traditional will always play a role, but uh, you know, social media has uh, become vital, vital in terms of communicating an integrated message. So it's not just a thing about PR driving a message. It's looking at what advertising is saying, looking at what PR is saying, and looking at um, the objectives to drive the company's bottom line. So looking at that integrated approach through social media and speaking to the consumer directly, um, speaking to the consumer through um, community media, getting them, uh, getting that message into their lounges. You know, when they're sitting uh, watching television and they're pulling out an iPad or a laptop or a cell phone and looking at what's current. So... Uh, PR has definitely moved over the years in terms of just being a traditional communications um, method to something that, that literally speaks to the consumer directly, but at the same time allows the consumer to um, uh, to respond to the company's messaging mm. as well. Let's talk about PR in the context of, uh, or from the perspective of the business. Many, particularly smaller companies, you know, while they may understand the value of good PR, often they they relegate this function to the back burner because of financial constraints. I mean, there are more uh, other more pressing issues to take care of in the business. What do you tell such a company in terms of PR and 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 what it's able to realize and achieve for the company? Well, Rowena, I think first of all, a lot of companies have the misconception that PR is very expensive, um, and and it's not. You know, it's as simple as a small company building up relationships with their local media, whether it's their local text and publication or just a local community publication or even radio station, and driving that message to speak to their community directly. Um, you know, they don't even need to hire the services of a public relations company if it's somebody small. And, um, you know, they can literally just pick up the phone and, and tell somebody or tell one of the local papers what their angle is just to make sure that that message gets out to the consumer. And again... Social media costs absolutely nothing. Making sure that you understand, number one, who your target audience is, and number two, shaping a message um, according to your, uh, your company's service offering or product offering and making sure that that's a message that resonates with the consumer. So whether they create a Facebook page or a Twitter profile or um, LinkedIn or what, whatever social media angle it is, they can speak to the consumer directly without it literally costing them one cent. Tell us about your client base and, and um, why it's important to, to use different campaigns and different strategies, marketing strategies, depending on the client, of course, firstly, and also the type of business that they're in. Tell us why it's important not to have a one-size-fits-all approach. 
Well, at PowerWorks, we, we split into four different teams. Our first team is mining and engineering. Uh, we've got a second team uh, that deals with food and beverages, and we've got another team that deals with franchising, and then we've got a lifestyle-related team. So each team is headed up by an account director and um, obviously backed up by an account manager uh, and some account executives as well that help perform the function. But we also have internal journalists that work for PR work. So with regards to our mining and engineering sector, for instance, our um, clients there would include Anglo-American, Comba Iron Ore, um, Thermal Coal, so uh, Anglo-Platinum to an extent. Um, so basically what we were doing in terms of PR um, is we would drive the good news messages for the mining industry. Uh, you know, especially during a time when uh, the industry was plagued by um, strikes and poor labor relations. It was our duty and our responsibility to make sure that we had a steady stream of media and coverage that, that goes out there just to negate the negative publicity at the same time. So that was what we, well, it's still what we're doing for uh, the mining and engineering sector. Mm-hmm. But for instance, on the lifestyle side, we deal with a variety of airlines. Um, we deal with Qantas, we deal with Qatar, we deal with Fly Africa, and we deal with Fly Safi. So all uh, local airlines, but airlines operating within uh, different sectors, so that they're not uh, competing with one another. So to give you an idea now, you know the background with regards to Fly Safi, our responsibility with them would be to announce that they're back in the marketplace and that they're here to stay. And despite bullying from uh, competitors in the past, um, Fly Safi has been ready to operate now for almost a year, and um, they're ready to deliver on their promises that they have made to their consumers. Mm. And obviously, whatever uh, campaigns you come up with have to they have to be aligned really with the business objectives of the company that you that you you you've designed that uh, that campaign for. But are there instances where Madeline sometimes you you struggle to achieve that alignment? And what do you do in such cases? Well, public relations is a strategic management function. You know, it needs to add value to the bottom line. So unless it does that, then, um, or, or if it doesn't do that, you know, it, it really is not performing its function well. So we will always sit down with board of directors, sit down at the highest possible level, find out exactly what the direction is of the company, and then shape a communications, an integrated communications campaign accordingly. Um, to give you an idea what large corporate clients like Anglo-American, um, there are about five agencies that work on the, uh, on the account. So, Pelvis would be one of them, but we would also be working with a social media agency, and we would also be working with um, a creative agency, and in certain instances, even an internal or a crisis communications agency. So it's just making sure that everybody pulls in the right direction um, and that it's not uh, a tug of war, but everybody needs to make sure that we've got that integrated message that goes out continuously. So what is the company's overall objective, and how can we achieve that from an integrated Marcom's perspective? So... Um, by making sure that, you know, you know exactly what each person's role or responsibility is, um, you can obviously measure at the end of the day whether you're on the right track or not. And also not measuring at the end of a campaign, but having continuous measurement, sitting down with the clients on a weekly basis mm. and making sure that the program is still going in the right direction and that you are achieving the, uh, the objectives. And how do you attract your, your clients and then retain them? Well, I would say easily about 95% of PRWorks clients is as a result of word of mouth. Um, to give you an idea, when we started working with Anglo-American, uh, the person who was in charge of uh, public affairs loved what we did, and um, she introduced us to her sister's business, who ran uh, the Baby Expo. Um, 
when the baby expo approached us to do their PR, my initial reaction was no. You know, what can, how much can you say about an expo that focuses on babies? Mm. Our lifestyle account director um, begged me for the challenge, and she said, please, you know, let me handle this. And literally within a period of 12 months, we generated 12 million rands worth of um, publicity for them on an ABE one-on-one. So it really just depends on um, the approach that you take and, um, again, looking at the, the company's strategic objectives and how you can add value. Make the distinction for us, if you could, please, uh, Madeline, between public relations and marketing, and, and how should these two functions be synergized? Uh, uh, should we be using these two terms interchangeably? Are we talking about the same thing here? Talk about that just briefly. Yeah, there is really a bit of a misconception amongst the general public about what the roles are of the two. You know, public relations concerns itself with uh, the reputation management uh, side of a business, whereas marketing concerns itself with uh, the management of a product or service. So um, the two, yes, they might have very different functions, but they still form part of the same marketing mix, and it works best. Both sides work, um, work best when you have an integrated approach where the one knows exactly what the other one is doing and the one assists the other one in achieving the objective set. Now, the media space is ever-changing. I mean, just this morning you were talking about uh, the digitization of media going forward. How does that affect the work that you do? Again, it all boils down to relationship management. Um, Whenever we have new employees that come through, and again, you you asked me a question just now, which I didn't address, is how do you retain um, those existing clients uh, or Mm -hmm. client relationships that we have? But I do believe that it's a company philosophy and it's the same thing in terms of dealing with uh, day-to-day changes in the media or in the communication space. For instance, before an employee joins us, we take them through the whole philosophy of what PR work stands for, what the ethos is of our company, and how important our clients are. You know, before anyone starts working on a specific client, um, they literally spend two weeks just researching and reading and researching and reading. And I know that it sounds like uh, a bit of a pain, which it really is, um, but that's the only way that they can get to understand the client and lots of information sharing and making sure that if we receive a client phone call at 10 o'clock in the evening, you know, it's no job is ever too big or too small. It's that commitment and making sure that you're delivering. But at the same time, uh, going back to your question with regards to uh, dealing with the uh, constant media uh, or changes in the media space, it's exactly the same thing. You know, if we don't just write a press release and then send it out to a blanket list of 500 different media, we make sure that we have got relationships built up with um, various contacts. For instance, if we pick up the phone and say, um, you know, Jane, how, how's your leg doing? We know that you had a leg operation last week. Mm. Uh, we just want to make sure that you, you're still on track. And it's not just to sell a press release, but it's because we have a genuine interest in the various stakeholders that we deal with. And obviously, media is one of the utmost stakeholders that we've got. Because without that relationship, we, we cannot generate publicity for our clients or we cannot get that message across. You know, in certain instances, we've got such fantastic relationships with uh, industry-specific publications that when it comes to month end, we will often receive a phone call to say, listen, we have got three or four pages. Can you please help us with content to fall? Mm-hmm. And they know that because we employ externalists who understand the industry, that the quality is of... Um, or the quality is so fantastic that they can literally just copy and paste and and put that into the publication. So it's the same thing. Because we have those relationships with our media in place, we can see what those changes are in the industry. We can understand what their needs are. So it's not just a thing of a top-down approach where we're constantly feeding information through, 
we've got that uh, uh, feedback from the bottom up as well to say this is how our industry is changing, this is what our publication requires, and this is where uh, PR Works can jump in to fill that gap. All right, and you refer to yourself as a young um, SMME agency, but you're quite big, and and you've also won many, many uh, awards. Tell us about the the awards that you've won and how they've propelled the company forward. Um, Yes, this year was uh, really remarkable for us in terms of awards. We were, again, the highest awarded public relations agency at the Frieza Prism Awards. Over the last three years, I think we um, retained, I think, about 19 Prism Awards, which also makes us the highest awarded company uh, in South Africa. Over the last three years, three consecutive we were awarded as the IABC, the International Association of Business Communicator, um, Business Communicator Awards, so the PR Awards Publicists in Africa. We also won um, a gold award at the same International Awards for Multi-Audience Stakeholder Communications. Um, you know, through various independent surveys, PR Works was also awarded as uh, the best uh, small to medium public relations agency in Johannesburg, in Ekurumeni, as well in South Africa. And then in terms of uh, individual awards, um, my daughter, Shannon Russia, won an award as the best up-and-coming public relations officer in South Africa. Hmm. Chantal Riley won the best uh, PR professional in the country. And then I was fortunate enough to be awarded uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award by um, Prisa as well. So awards are definitely important for the company um, because, you know, what a lot of companies, uh, a lot of corporate companies base their decision on, you know, your achievements within the industry. But I also think in terms of um, staff attraction, um, employees like to know that they work for the best company in, or best PR company in South Africa. So that helps us to attract the best possible talent as well. And what, what are your plans 13 years going forward? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully by then I would be retired mm-hmm. um, on a farm and just painting. Um, but in all seriousness, um, you know, when I started at PR Works, my intention was never to be the biggest PR company in South Africa. It was always to be the best. So I think going forward, it's just doing what we're doing and delivering a service that really benefits the client and it benefits their bottom line and that it's a strategic management function that actually adds value to their business. Um, it is also important to us to know that we've got the right client. You know, just as a client uh, wants to know that they've got the right agency, it also is important for us that we attract the right client, which means that we don't always accept every client that comes our way if there isn't a strategic fit. You know, um, sometimes we turn them away or pass them on to another agency that would be able to service their needs. And why would you turn away a client? Um, I'll, I'll, give you an, I'll give you an example. Mm. You know, our service offering is very much corporate communications, um, and it's a corporate strategic function. So we often have individuals knocking on our door to say, we know exactly what you are able to offer. Would you market us, um, as, or would you market me as an individual? And um, I really believe there's a place and there's a, a specific space for that, and PR Works doesn't offer that space. Um, you know, if it is an individual, for instance, uh, President Jacob Zuma, of course we're not going to say no. But uh, if it is an individual sportsman, then uh, yes, we will definitely um, be passing them on to someone else. Mm. And how big is your staff complement? We have got 24 employees. 24. And uh, you are active uh, nationally? With your head uh, office no, in South Africa. based in Johannesburg. We've got a satellite office in, uh, in Cape Town. But we also have a network of PR companies throughout Africa. I think we've got about 54 uh, different PR companies that um, 
are affiliated to PR groups that operate throughout Africa. So if we've got a local client that needs to get their message into the DRC, um, I can guarantee you that we will get the same exposure in uh, the DRC as we would in South Africa. Or, you know, whether that client needs exposure in Nigeria or um, Cote d'Ivoire or Burkina Faso, we've got those established networks in place. All right. Give us your details. How do people reach you, Madeline? Um, people can contact me directly on 011-896-1818. They can also call me at Madeline at PRWorks.co.za. Um, that's, that's M-A-D-E. L-A-I-N at P-R-W-O-R-X And of course our web address is PRWorks with an X Alright, thank you very much. We'll end it at that. Uh, Madeline Roche is Managing Director of PR Works, talking to us about the successes of the company and how they got to that position. It's now 10.30. Let's find out from Manfred Seidler what the latest is from the Commonwealth Games. Uh, hello, Manfred. 